Hello, and welcome to On a Mission Podcast, where we aim to inspire and educate through sharing stories and experiences in the real estate industry. It's hosted by Dina Frank, a licensed realtor in the state of Minnesota at Remax Results, a Good Life Group, and Kelly Tanky, loan originator, NMLS 1599804 at Summit Mortgage Corporation, NMLS 1041. We started this podcast so we could share real stories from real people on their experiences in the real estate industry and break down barriers. We hope that by sharing these stories and experiences, it helps you feel more confident and comfortable when it comes to buying or selling. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, enjoy. And now let's get to this week's episode. Are you excited? <laughs> Dina, are you excited? <laughs> oh, I come into this podcast recording just pleasantly surprised. We've got some amazing things going on for all of our listeners. We've got some good notes that I'm taking a peek at that Miss Dina put together. I so, did my homework. And you did your homework too. I did, yeah, for sure. We both did our <laughs> We're a little this bit more time. prepared. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right, we are talking about budgeting because why not? I mean, it's kind of important when it comes to buying a house or selling a house too. Yeah. Um, So what? Like, let's go ahead and dive in, Dina. Okay, I'm like so excited. Budgeting is is one of my passions. (laughs) Although, okay, I wouldn't say it's one of my passions, but I just I feel like budgeting was the one thing that really helped me figure out like what we could afford and all of this so it was like Mm -hmm. really crucial I think to me in the home buying process like when we were going through it yeah so like I actually went through um Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University did you successfully complete it I did wow in I think it was like 2011 or 2012 so a while ago but Good for you. Yeah. It was always, I don't know, like, I think just growing up, my parents, they didn't, like, talk about money a lot. Mm -hmm. And so it was, like, a learning curve. And I don't know, ever since then, it's just been, like, it's really, I think it's a really, like, fun topic to talk about. And so I follow a lot of, like, financial people on Instagram and Who's your favorite? Um, My favorite... Is probably um, Christine Alfred. Okay. Or Catherine Alfred. She okay. just changed her name. She was the budget blonde, and then she switched, and now it's just her name, and I think it's Catherine Alfred. Okay. She's just very real, relatable. Like, her husband, so she's been a blogger for, I think, close to 10 years, and her husband is um, becoming a doctor, and so it's just really... Mm. It's an interesting dynamic, but she's been very successful. And so, yeah. Interesting. Fun, fun stuff. I just recently started following Dave Ramsey. You know, I, I, there are a lot of things that I agree with when it comes to Dave Ramsey and his ways. Mm-hmm. But one of his most recent Instagram posts, I think it was Instagram, was like, if you're on a budget, you shouldn't even be seeing the inside of a restaurant or something to that effect. He's very all He's or like, nothing. He's like, I'm serious. In like. that <laughs> regard. Like, I remember, and it's either like the first or second week of Financial Peace University when I went through it. I'm sure it's changed since then and been updated. 
but they tell the story of this guy who was like I think he had like 35 or 40 thousand dollars in debt and he was like working a full-time job and then he became like a pizza delivery driver so he was like literally working like 80 hours a week to pay off his debt and that's the like gazelle focus that he talks about is like you do everything in your power to get that stuff paid off and that's where like you know debt is like a whole nother topic that I think we've touched on like throughout this and we will talk about debt and budgeting but to me budgeting isn't like debt should not be the cornerstone of budgeting and it shouldn't be right. but you know, it like, is it it is a lot of times for a yes. lot of americans yes and i think it's a, an important aspect of it mm-hmm. but it's like you i don't know i just think there's like more to it and yeah. i think it's like if you have a budget before you get in debt or before, you know, like obviously everybody's gonna have some form of debt. Like, it's, yeah. I think in this Student day loans, and age, it's just auto, impossible. Yeah, revolving, hospital bills, yeah, hospital everything. Bills. So, yeah, it's yeah, but yeah. So he he's really hardcore, but I do <laughs> I do enjoy him. I mean, I think he has a lot of good. I think it's just the tough love that a lot of people need. I mm-hmm. think you know at the beginning when I got like when I started listening to him and stuff, like I listened to Susie Orman cause she was doing like live yeah. shows. Yeah. And I think I've talked about her like before Susie too. Orman. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like, she's kind of the similar aspect of like that tough love. And I think that's what, what's really hard about like budgeting and even just like money in general is that like, it's a very personal thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's really easy to feel like attacked or take it like really like it feels like you did something wrong. Yeah. And I think both of those two people especially have a really good way of saying, like, you are not, like, your money and the way you are with money is not, like, your total person. No, you know, it's just an aspect of it. Exactly. And, like, a lot of it is, you know, financial literacy and understanding money to begin with. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think... I know, like, there's a few school districts, I think, like, throughout the nation that now, like, teach financial litis- literacy, <sighs> but it's not as big of a deal as it should be. Like, it totally should be. I mean, I, I've, on multiple occasions, have reflected on my upbringing and school background, and while I think that I had, I got a really good education, I, I really look back on that and go, why do they not have something like that in place? So, you know, like, even... Even balancing a checkbook. So I have. Some of you might be going, what is a checkbook? Yeah. I have like two financial like memories that really stick out. And I don't think I've told these on the podcast. I've talked about them somewhere. Maybe it was on the podcast. But first, I remember it was my mom's birthday. And for reference, I grew up in a small town. And so, well, our listeners should know this they if they should. had been listening to our most yes. recent podcast, all about us as the founders. Exactly. <laughs> but so it was my mom's birthday, and I wanted to get her a birthday present. I was probably like, I think I was twelve or thirteen years old at the time, so I wasn't old enough to really have a job. Yeah, I did like some babysitting, like it, you know, for people that were like working from home and they just needed like a couple hours of like here get the kids out of my way like I would babysit so I didn't really have a lot of money 
And I remember I went up to the local drugstore and got my mom a gift. And of course they knew who I was, like, because everybody knew who everybody was. And I, the lady asked me if I wanted to put it on credit like on a tab at the drugstore because what yes because everybody in town like just had like a revolving like tab yes so I was like sure why not so I like did that Mm -hmm. and I remember like coming home and giving it to my mom and she was like how did you pay for this and I was like oh the lady at the drugstore told me that I could put it on credit oh my gosh she like totally freaked out and like I had to you know like we had to come up with a repayment plan and do everything Mm -hmm. and so that was like maybe I was like 10 at the time I was young like yeah I was like too young to be putting stuff on credit that's for damn sure like I was like Kevin McAllister in Home Alone 2 when he's like at the hotel and like doesn't understand how credit works and is like yes it went through like (laughs) that was me but I you know didn't know that then Oh my gosh. So that was that like, is hilarious. Yeah. So that was like one of my first like financial like lessons. Yeah. And then the second one was when we were in when I was in sixth grade, they actually did have us balance a checkbook. Um, I mm-hmm. think though I was one of the last classes that they had us do it for because everything was going digital. And so it was like, oh, like you don't need to know how to, you know, balance a checkbook anymore is like kind of what the banks were I think they just weren't as encouraging of it and so like we would get so the school like we had three different classes like within the grade and we would get like money like air quotes money in our bank account if we answered a question correctly if we did a nice thing for somebody Mm -hmm. if like whatever it was and then we were responsible for balancing it and then we could buy things like at the end of the year like we went on a field trip and you could like buy your seat on the bus so it was like Hmm. if you wanted to sit with friends and so it was like okay how much money do you have in your checking account and that's really it was really a good experience yeah yeah because it's a good way to introduce the concept of money and yeah wise spending yeah and like you know you could I mean and there were people who were overdrafted because like you know so then if you like yeah. p- were bullying somebody or picking on somebody like you would have to like pay the teacher mm. and so like you could go in the hole and like you know that it was just the lesson like you didn't get graded on it per se but it was just always in the background it was like the whole second half of second of sixth grade I so, love it yeah so maybe that's where like my like my budgeting like passion comes from. I don't know. It must but. it's it has to be a foundation. For sure. It definitely is a foundation. Yeah. So <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, so we wanted to talk about it obviously because if you're getting ready ready to buy a house, budget budgeting is going to probably be like step 2, maybe step 1 even of yeah. the process. So You know, there's a lot to, like, unpack and talk about, and we're going to, like, speed through this. So hopefully everyone can stick with us. We have a lot of notes. We do. So (laughs) I know, you know, I follow, like I said, like, I follow a lot of bloggers and financial people, and I think, Mm -hmm. you know, to start somewhere, I think the beginning is to write down your income, like your monthly income. 
and write down your monthly expenses. Yep. And if there's a gap, if there's not enough money, like that's going to kind of be the first step of just seeing where your money is going and what kind of expenses you have versus your income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? that's good. I Yeah. Cool. So, Preach it, girl. Preach it. Yeah. So I think that's, I mean, that's step one. And so monthly income is, I think, typically like I know people say to use your gross, but like I'm a big proponent of net because mm-hmm. like that's the actual money you have. Yeah. Like I think there's adjustments you can make within, you know, like if you're a full-time salary W-2 employee, like if you need more money at the end of the month, you can probably adjust like your 401k contribution yeah. Yeah. and that's about it. But like it's not like you're getting that money to begin with. So I say use your net income. Personally. I think that's I think that is a, a very wise thing to say, yeah. especially if when it comes to the topic of budget. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're and, when we're doing the you know, when it comes to the evaluation of the loan, we are using the gross. Yeah. But when it comes to the preparation beforehand, you know. I mean, really, it's like the real money you have versus the monopoly money you have. Yeah. Yeah. And and the reality of of the situation is that you're not going to see the remainder of that money that is taken out for some time. Exactly. So, yep. So start there. So if you get paid, you know, most people get paid either like biweekly or weekly. I think some people do get paid monthly. Um, Mm -hmm. So just figuring out like what that income is. And then as far as your current expenses go, you know, it's either going to be like your rent or your current mortgage. Mm -hmm. If you're renting, you know, if you're if you're like living at home with your parents. Awesome. Great. Good. Like you should be able to have a better budget then. Yes, you you should. Or a a more even budget, I will say. Um, Utilities, any debt, you any debt payments. So Mm -hmm. student loans, car payment, credit card payment, you know, any of those revolving debts that um, you can have. And then I wrote food. You know, that includes, to me, that's groceries. And if you do have an eating out budget, you know, (laughs) if you're not following the Dave Ramsey, like you shouldn't even be setting foot into a restaurant. I just Mm -hmm. know it's not feasible for most people to not eat out at all. So I think it's just like, it's being realistic, right? It's like, what it like what is actually realistic and what are you actually doing with your money and i know some some financial um bloggers and like influencers whatever you know they talk about like kind of reverse budgeting and like printing off your last like three months of bank statements Mm -hmm. and seeing like okay what are you actually spending on those categories right so it's not just like what do I think I should be spending? It's like, what are you actually spending? And then, like, can you back that down yeah. if you feel it's too high? Or if you don't have enough money at the end of the month, you know? <laughs> it's like, where can I make some cuts? Um, and then entertainment. Um, and that's just up to that discretion as well. So that's kind of the starting off point. Um, and then another kind of, like, further step into that is what I've seen – and Kelly, if you've seen something else, let me know. But the big one that I see a lot of times is 50, 30, 20. And that's 50% of your income should go towards your needs. So that's, you know, a place to live, utilities, 
a car if you need it for work or like some kind of form of transportation and at minimal rice and beans on your grocery budget what'd you just say rice and beans (laughs) for your grocery budget that's like another big dave ramsey thing is he's like big on the rice and beans like he's like anybody can live off of this so don't think you need something more like if you are really in dire straits like this is your diet rice and beans yep and buy them dried buy them in bulk and make them yourself that's it's real (laughs) hardcore stuff but hopefully, hopefully, you know, you're not in that situation. And if you are, yeah. it's a temporary solution to getting where you're going. Because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously part of the budgeting is if you want to buy a home, it's important to understand like where your money is going. But it's Absolutely. also important to have a plan of, you know, that savings aspect too of like, so if you have to save for a down payment, closing costs, et cetera, Mm -hmm. that you have that money available to you. So 50% to needs, 30% to wants. So that's where like the restaurant, entertainment, et cetera, would go into. And then 20% into savings. And I know a lot of people break the savings into 10 and 10 and it's long-term and Mm short-term. So that's just kind of, you know, general breakdown. Gosh, I feel like I'm learning a lot even in this too. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I love this stuff and I feel like it, you know, budgeting is like a really hard topic, I think, to talk about because it's like, you know, you hear so much of like, oh, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer of like, oh, I can't go out to eat because I'm budgeting, you know? And it's like, you don't have to say why you can't go out to eat. It's right. like, we you want to save money. Like, you just say like, yeah. hey, I can't make it tonight. Yeah. You know? So those are kind You've of- got other obligations. If you need the excuses, I can give them for you. Exactly. I'm really good at that, too. Or I just say, sorry, I'm going to hang with my dogs tonight. Sorry. It got dark out earlier than I thought, so I'm That's a real in. thing. That is, is a real thing. I know. I have to leave the house before it gets dark. Otherwise, you will not see me out. So, <laughs> so that's kind of a jumping off point. And I don't think, you know, if you're not at that, like, 50, 30, 20, like, don't beat yourself up. I don't <clears> think- We're it, just providing tools. Yeah. That's it. And, yeah. you know, take it or leave it, but- the reason that we're we're discussing this and going over a topic like this is because we think it's important to the all-around big picture of buying a home. Exactly. So, you know, if this is something that you are serious about, here are some good resources and tools and things for you to get the ball rolling and get the wheels into motion. Yeah, it's so important to understand, like what your financial situation is like we talk about financial planners a lot and I think Mm -hmm. that's one aspect of it but this is something that you can like literally sit down in an evening or a Saturday morning or whatever and just kind of like write this down and I know like me personally I update our budget about every like quarter like every three to four months just kind of like I go back and I see like oh yeah like our electric bill was a little bit high because it was summertime so the ac was on so then i just kind of adjust for that and it's not like big sweeping changes because i've been doing it for so long but you have to start somewhere like when i first started budgeting like i didn't know how much money i made like Mm -hmm. i literally didn't and it's like you hear people say that and you're like now I'm like, how do people not know how much they make? And it's like, oh, right. I didn't know. Yeah. Like, there's there are a lot of people. And I was in a very similar circumstance. Yeah. it's like Admittedly, recently. Yeah. Like, like 
and sometimes it's challenging in our roles because it fluctuates Absolutely. on a month to month basis. But yep. um, yeah, I mean, I, I started to get real serious about it because I just knew that things were going to start to pick up pretty soon. And so I'm like, you we should be prepared yeah. for it. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So that's kind of a jumping off point. If you need or if you're looking for, you know, some tools that can help you budget, like, I know, like, I just use Google Sheets. Like, mm-hmm. I'm old school. I just, like, literally type it in. Easiest thing. Yeah. But there are some great digital tools out there that mm-hmm. I, like, we talked about Mint yep. on the credit episode. I've got um, Mint. Episode, I've got Acorns. I love Yep, I love Mint. Um, I think that's a great place. You were the person who suggested those to me, I think. Oh, maybe. I think so. See, it's all coming full circle because <laughs> I'm so passionate about budgeting, you guys. Like, I just, I talk about it and I don't even know I'm talking about it. <laughs> Which love is it. funny because it's like, that's not really like my job in right. the real estate industry, but it is something that I feel is important to talk about and like, yeah. To me, it's like I don't want my clients feeling uncomfortable about buying something just because, like, that's what they think they should buy. So that's why I am passionate about it because I feel like when we bought our first house, like, we didn't really know what we were getting into because mm-hmm. we really didn't budget. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, shit, we better budget so yep. we can, like, continue to pay the mortgage. So Mint's a good one. Personal Capital is similar to Mint where it will, like, that one. it will bring all of your accounts together, but it's mainly for investments. So it really tracks, like, if you have, like, um, stocks, like, individual stocks or retirement accounts, your 401k, like, they're really into, like, fine-tuning where your investments are. So if you're into, like, longer-term wealth, um, check out Personal Capital. And then the last one is, it's called You Need a Budget. It's shortened to YNAB. Um, And what they do, what that budgeting tool does, is it actually, it works off of the zero-based budget, which is a Dave Ramsey teaching, Mm -hmm. um, where it's basically like all of your money should have a place to go. So if it doesn't, like if you have extra money at the end of the month, it's probably going to be going towards savings. Like that's what Dave Ramsey is going to recommend. And so YNAB kind of takes that and puts it on a digital platform. So you actually put in like all of your expenses and you do it for the month ahead. Okay. So like we're in February now. So you would, when you go in there for February, you would actually be planning out your expenses for March. Okay. Interesting. And so it gives you like a look ahead So the whole plan, and this is something that I personally do not do, but instead of, like, having your paycheck drop and you use that paycheck to, like, pay for the current expenses, like, that money is already in your account and you're paying it forward. So it's, like, you kind of have a buffer, if you will. Not bad. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Is that an app? And I'm actually, I'm, like, popping into the app store right yeah, now just yeah. to see how many different options there are for oh my gosh i'll bet there's a ton <laughs> so many so many um i do believe YNAB has an app i know they for sure have like a desktop version and it does cost something i think it's i think there's a like a 35 day free trial and then it mm-hmm. costs like a hundred bucks a year or something like that i so i just I punched in budgeting apps and I've got Truebill, Fudget, 
good budget budget planning every dollar easy budgeting clarity every dollar is another good one yeah daily budget original budget calculator cleo oh i think i've heard of cleo i mean okay so i i could keep going because this is just there's so many oh i here's personal capital there you go see i'm surprised mint isn't in there Maybe because it is more of just a tracking system. Sure, sure. That's I mean, this is incredible. There's oh, allowance for YNAB. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if that. Allowance. Yeah, yeah. Allowance for YNAB. Oh yeah. But I bet you, so, if, if you punched in YNAB, it would come up. It would come for up for sure. Yeah. I'm not or going to you right need, now because I'm or, doing this like game between the 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 microphone and my phone itself. <laughs> yeah. Or if <laughs> even if you just punch in, you need a budget. Like if you spell it out, it yeah. might pop up. Yeah. So. Those are that. And really, we're the reason we've like kind of mentioned it a couple of times, but the reason we wanted to talk about this is because when it comes to buying a home, it's like having that understanding. So I think like kind of segueing this into, okay, you have your budget figured out. Mm-hmm. You're working on a savings plan. You know, how much do you need to save every month to get into X home? You know, sure. like- and I think you have some numbers. Uh, what I put together, Adina, was um, the the down payment scenarios. Perfect. So ba- this is based off of like a $250,000 home, which is kind of average yep. price point here up in the in the metro. I think it went up maybe about ten grand, but let's just keep it at an even two fifty because the math is just the math easier. is simple. <laughs> so all right, so I'm gonna go through them. I've got one, two, three, four, five different. Um, down payment scenario options that I put together um, because let's let's be f- quite frank you there's wide spreads when it comes to the different down payment options sure ranging are. from three percent which is the minimal amount mm-hmm. conventional yeah um, up to 20 percent or more yep so um, when it comes to three percent which I, again is your minimal um, you should be budgeting for roughly seven thousand five hundred for the down payment. Now, I do want to preface this by saying when we talk about the down payment, that's not just the only costs that go into buying a home because there are still closing costs. So I would add on an additional three percent to that. I would agree with that. Yeah. So so um, more so seventy five hundred plus seventy five hundred is probably more 15,000 yeah yeah so which is important to talk about I mean and we kind of talked about last week like in the market update how you know you can sometimes like buy your rate up if it works for like your debt to income Mm -hmm. and you I mean you can ask for seller paid closing costs help but those aren't a guarantee so I think it's helpful to have a little bit more and not need to have that versus oh crap like now we can't buy the house because we didn't get that yeah so yeah yep what i can do is put together real quick like you think i should do like add on this the three percent no i think okay just so because we know that three percent is 7500 yep so for the listeners at home if you uh just add 7500 to each of these numbers like that will give you the total. Yep. Yeah. I mean you can add it if you yeah, if you if it's That's easy, fine. but 
All right, moving on. We've got 5%. So 5% of um, 250000 you're looking at 12500 for your down payment. Add on 7500 your total closing cost estimated around 20000 Ten percent, twenty-five thousand. Add on seventy-five hundred. You got thirty-two thousand five hundred people. <laughs> it adds up fast. I feel like this is the boring part, boo. <laughs> but it's but important we'll, for you to know well, all this gonna, stuff. Yeah, like because we're gonna circle back to this with yep. these numbers. All right, so fifteen percent down payment based off of a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar home is thirty-seven thousand five hundred. Add on seventy-five hundred. We're looking at 45000 And finally, your 20% down payment um, is going to be 50000 Tack on $7,500, $57,500 for your total closing costs. Yep. And there you have it, folks. That's, that's <laughs> how it breaks down. So let's talk about this because it, we've talked about this in the past, too. Like, I'm very like goal oriented and goal based. Mm-hmm. So let's take, let's just take the 3% because I think that is a fairly typical first time home buyer down payment. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, people think that they have to have more down than that. And while that's great, if you can swing it, like I think just breaking this down from, okay. You need $7,500 for your down payment. Add another $7,500 for closing costs. That's Mm $15,000. How do you save for $15,000 from a, like, actual budget perspective? So I came up with just – and this is another, like, to keep the numbers simple. Let's say your income is $5,000 a month. So using that 50-30-20 model – your expenses, so that's your housing utilities, any debt repayment, mm-hmm. should be tw- should be around $2,500 a month. So, you know, if you lump all that yep. in, that's where it should be. Your wants are $1,500 a month. So that's, you know, going out to eat, entertainment, gym, travel, whatever. You know, yep. that's like your fun stuff. And this is per month, by the way. So yep. just keep that in mind. And then your savings should be $1,000 a month. So that's for short-term and long-term savings goals. So let's say, to me, uh, getting into a house would be a short-term goal because mm-hmm. it's something that you're, like, really racing to. You know, long-term yeah. is more, like, investments, um, like a long-term savings account. Retirement. Where, yeah, like, where you're not really going to mm-hmm. touch that money. Yeah. Um, and you're not saving it for, like, partic- anything in particular. Mm-hmm. It's just to have there as a cushion. So... For the purposes of this, because it's going to be a short-term goal and you have that goal in mind, I think if you put the full thousand towards that, yeah, that's fine. That's what that's what my thought was. Yeah, my thought process was. So breaking that down, you know, if you're saving a thousand dollars a month and you need fifteen thousand dollars, that's going to take you fifteen months to yeah. save. Yeah. So I think, and I think to me that just really says like, I think it's great when people are just like all of a sudden I need to get out of this situation so I'm going to buy a house yep it's great if you can swing that but I don't Mm -hmm. think you know that is probably the ideal situation it's something that you want to think about and something that you want to be in conversations with people like Kelly and myself to say like how is this feasible yeah 
So that's just something that I think is important to understand or like to talk about is like, okay, you know, if you want to buy a house in the next year, how does that break down from a budgeting perspective? So... Yeah, so while those numbers were boring, I think it's important to I put, don't think so. I, I think, think that it's, it's important very to put important. real numbers too. Yes. Agreed. So yeah, so I think that is a good like rundown of like budgeting 101. Um and if you want more information or if you want like more specifics, for sure like either Kelly or I can sit down with you and like talk about this like me maybe not from like the client perspective like because that's kind of where I put up the boundary of like I don't want to know like all of your numbers that's what Kelly's really good at and she can set you up with a financial planner or like if you just want to do like a mock budget to just understand like how you can get some costs under control we can send you resources for that um definitely I yeah I follow obviously I follow a lot of that stuff so I can kind of make you feel more comfortable with that and we've got really great um, connections to financial advisors also who um, you know some have connection or connectivity to the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University yeah yeah I mean there's there's a lot of we're we're connected to quite a few people and absolutely they're plenty of tools um if you've got a smartphone all you got to do is pop into that app store and you can find something that's going to that would be a good fit for you in terms of the way or the style that you would want to budget yep yeah and I think just like at the top of the show it was or not the very top but I think just understanding like your income versus your expenses and starting there like Mm -hmm. even if you don't want to break it down as far as like the needs wants and savings I think as long as you understand like where where you're at from a incoming versus outcoming outgoing um, financial position is the best place to start and then I think that kind of goes into too like you know what you can actually afford and what you feel comfortable with and that's Mm -hmm. what we talk about so much is because that's that is where you live is in your monthly budget and payment. And so that's yep. really kind of where this kind of like circles back around as well is, okay, you know, breaking down that $5,000 a month income, if you have $2,500 a month for all of your needs, like what, how much of that portion is for housing, right? Yep. Like, so that's kind of where th- the rubber meets the pavement as mm-hmm. far as like what you can afford and how does that break down yeah. for you. So... Yeah. This was really great, Dina. I think that it's um, obviously something that's very important to this process and good for us to provide yeah. something like this for our for our amazing listeners. I know. I, it's kind of crazy that it took us 40 episodes to get here. <laughs> We're on episode 40. Are we really? Yeah, this will be number 40. The, the big, big four zero. zero. <laughs> we didn't plan that, by the way. We didn't. Coordination there. <laughs> So yeah, all right. perfect. Do we, do we cover all of our bases? You feel? I think so. Do okay. you feel? Uh, yeah, I, I, I just let you to go. <laughs> you totally went to town on that one. So oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, is, don't be this sorry. This is why so many clients ask me the financing questions, and I'm like, I actually don't do that part. Like you talk yeah. to Kelly about that. <laughs> like I can talk passionately about budgeting, but yeah. like I don't actually like know the numbers, nor do yeah. I want to know the numbers. Yep. Um, 
you know, I'm here to negotiate on your behalf from mm-hmm. the home purchase perspective. So maybe in your next life, you can be a mortgage lender. Maybe in my next life. <laughs> we'll see. All, All right. right. Well, until next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to On a Mission, where our goal is to educate and inspire. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us to help spread the message. It takes 30 seconds to rate and review, then share this episode with your friends. Let's spread the love. Until the next episode, cheers to your mission. Bye. Bye.